0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Freedom Men's Podcast. Today is going to be a really great day. I'm Sterling here with Kyle again. It's going to be a topic about marriage uh, and being a husband, kind of the foundational elements of different things. Yeah,
1: I think we titled it First Things First. Yes. These are the things that you got to get going in your marriage before all of the other small details. These are the big rocks. Yeah, if you don't have
0: these... You're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and this isn't about necessarily uh, what you think it may be about. We're not going to be talking about how to serve your wife selflessly, uh, you know, support her dreams and have kind of that mindset uh, or handle conflict really well with her. We're not talking about that. Uh, It's really all about where God sits in your life and in your marriage and how you make decisions with God factored in.
1: And yeah, so uh, so that being first thing first, the way God, where God sets in your life, yeah. and when those things are right, everything else kind of flows yeah. in the right place. But you and I talked about this podcast about marriage and how there's like 15 million different directions we yes. could go, right? Yes, and we decided that this would be this kind of first wave in marriage, and if we're all being honest, and I'll I'll be the first. Come on, I. I suck at being a husband sometimes. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm a dang good dad. You know, I, I can play some golf and we can go do some things. Right. I'm, but man, I'm not the best husband in the world. <laughs> and my wife's probably, like, putting her thumbs up right now she listens to this. And so this is a topic that we're going to talk about, and we're not the experts. Right. We're not, like, the greatest husbands in the world. No. And most men probably feel like. They're not the greatest either. Right. There's always room for improvement. Yes. So this is today about taking another step forward, being a little better, Yeah. and checking up on our marriage the same way you do going to the doctor.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let's start it off with a fun question. Yes. And then, uh, what couples would you say you'd like to model your marriage after or that you've tried to mo- model your marriage
1: after? Wait, repeat season? that question. What, would
0: you, what couples would you say you've tried to model your marriage after?
1: None. <laughs> Why? Why is that so funny? I don't know. It's just like none, no one, really? None. Why is that? And here's why. Out of all the family members I've seen, out of all the close relationships, out of all the church relationships, all that, none. I don't want to model my marriage after any of those. And I think it really sets up a good principle here is that every marriage is different. Yeah. The rules of engagement in marriage are so different from couple to couple because everyone brings in different baggage. Everyone's made different mistakes in their marriage, and those mistakes in the baggage lend different rules of engagement for each marriage. So I can't look at that couple and say, I want my marriage to look just like theirs. Right. Because I don't. Right. They do it totally different. And then someone's going to look at my marriage and say, did I want to be like them? Yeah. Because we do it totally different. So it's like parenting. There's not one way to do it. Right. There's not an an owner's manual on marriage. infinite. Everything is different, and so that's why you you are who you are. You marriage the way you marriage, yeah, and you move <laughs> forward with your specific rules of engagement. You marriage the way that you marriage. I
0: really yeah. love that. <laughs> that's really funny. Okay. Um, but you agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that that's really important. I also think that's really important for people— uh, for both both sides of the, the marriage to hear yep. because you have expectations. Uh, but when you hear something like that, like every marriage is different, you have to adapt and be flexible with your situation. Yep. And both have to honor and respect each other in different ways
1: too. Yeah, and, and that's why I hate doing marriage counseling and Janelle and I do it like <laughs> maybe once a year or something for some people we've been close to. Right. But I tell them from the beginning, don't look to my marriage as the ruler or the standard right. Right. because Janelle has allowances for me and I have allowances for her. Yeah that give people different paths. It's because we've built trust over time. Yeah. And every marriage is at a different place. Married three years, married 30 years, married 50 years. Yes. There's different allowances that you make in the marriage yeah. that may not be right for that person that's sitting down the aisle from you at church. Yeah. So it's hard to have a standard. But here's the question, the follow-up question. Yeah. Because that seems harsh. Yeah. The follow-up question is then, who or what foundations in their marriage... Yeah do you look up to it and want to aspire to be? Yeah. Because the foundations are there, and those are the things that we try to cop. So what would you say?
0: Oh, man. Um, well, without naming names, uh, even though this is a positive thing, you know, to name names about this question, um, a few couples that I've known that um, really handle stress about finance as well, and both of them kind of— have come to an understanding of we're not going to have a whole lot of money, we're not going to have the things that we hoped that we would have. Um, and that, that's that been an inspiration to me as a, a pastor and my wife's a teacher. Uh, ones that can handle conflict well, that can fight even in front of people without slandering yes. you know, each other. Oh, that's uh, good. And in front of their kids too. If, uh, if I see a couple, and I have a few close friends of ours, uh, Vanessa and I, where we see a couple that they can have some discussion and arguments in front of their kids And show their kids how to have that conflict so that their kids, you know, didn't grow up and go, my parents never fought. (laughs) And they just did, but it was behind closed doors. Some of those things, the foundational elements. And then when, you know, really they can be selfless and forgiving to each other faster. Uh, Those are foundational things that I think really uh, show the heart of Christ in a lot of ways when you can forgive when you really don't have a whole lot of reason to or uh, they don't deserve it that quickly. It needs some time.
1: And you know? can look up to those things and pull those things into your marriage. Yes. But bake your own cake. Yes. Make your own marriage. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, I just, I don't get is how, like you said, how people have marriages can fight with still smiling. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. like, Joan at moments in our life. Like we're slinging <laughs> pots and pans and, you know, fists flying through the air and everything else. Not like at each other, but just in... <laughs> I was about to ask, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, like no, no one's no, punching no. each other over here, but you just... It's demonstrative yeah. in how you can stay so patient yeah. and under control Yeah, and still fight with a smile on your face. Yes. And those are the foundational elements that when we were talking about some
0: of these things for the, 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 the topic of today's podcast, we were trying to figure out uh, wh- when it comes to marriage... We, we realize that we've set up some boundaries. Yes. We, we've seen things that would hinder us having a good, healthy relationship with both our spouse and with God. And so let's talk about that as kind of the focus. The first things first. Yeah, because the foundations, the boundaries that we've set up to fight for our marriage. Uh, go ahead. The boundaries set up
1: the rules of engagement. Yeah. And as long as the boundaries are followed, you're going to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. That makes sense. And if they're not followed, then, then you're going to have a lack of trust. Yeah. You're going to have a lack of respect, yeah. and then that creates tension yeah. within the marriage. And so, yeah, we're talking about these boundaries today. But what happens when we cross those boundaries and we break that trust, yeah. there's two things that happen. I love that we, what we wrote down here. Number one, we give up our freedom. So now that thing in our life that we broke— yeah becomes our ruler or kind of lords yes, over us. Yeah. Whether that's energy or money or thoughts, yeah. it steals our freedom and our life. Yeah, it takes control. And so now we're controlled by something else besides being in this healthy marriage. Yeah. And now we come into the marriage on a Monday night or on a Thursday night, and we're stressed out. Yeah. There's tension there. And often you might be hiding something. When you're hiding something, it brings in more stress and you lose your freedoms to truly be yourself. Yeah, you're always
0: looking over your shoulder. Wondering if they're going to find out, or if you know you're, you've you've been you
1: know known and seen. Yeah, yeah. And, and to answer the question I asked you a minute ago, what are some things that you look up to in marriages? Is for me, it's the people who have forgiven much, yeah. and there's this grace and forgiveness in these marriages to where either the husband or the wife has made major mistakes, yeah. and then you just see this grace come over and forgive, yeah. and walk through a season, but move on. Yeah. And dude, that, that to me is beautiful. Yeah. And also- Gives them back their freedom. Is yeah. just the love through big adversity, whether it's a sickness yeah. or whether it's a tension with a mom or a dad yeah. or a family, like all of those things there, that just speaks to the beauty of true love. Yeah. That true love is more than a cute butt and a beautiful <laughs> face, right? Yeah, it's really true though. That true love really. is fighting through tough adversity in
0: life. Yeah, and we have to keep- that in the front of our minds, too, because yep. it may not be natural.
1: Yet. But when you cross those boundaries, you lose that freedom. It's harder to love through those things. Yeah. yeah. So when you stay in boundary and balance, it's easy to give your whole self. Yeah. But the second so, thing that happens when good. we cross those lines of boundaries is we end up with regret. Man, mm. and we've all lived with regret. Yeah. We've all, as men, done stupid stuff in our marriage. Yeah that we've broken trust. Mm -hmm. And the only way to build back trust in our marriages is with time. Early in my marriage, I broke trust with my wife and I wanted to go buy her flowers, chocolates, (laughs) kissy, kissy, come here, give me a hug. And my wife didn't want to kiss, she didn't want a hug, she didn't want flowers, she didn't want any of that. And the only way I saw was to build back trust was time. I had to prove to her over time, I wasn't gonna act like this, I wasn't gonna say this, I wasn't going to do this. It was time. Yeah. And so we've all lived with regrets. Yeah. What we don't want to do is be bankrupt in our marriage and have no freedom and have a lot of regrets. Yeah.
0: And, and, and these boundaries kind of help protect us from that in a lot of ways. But whether it's proactive or reactive, setting up those boundaries, and sometimes it has to be reactive. You learn something the hard way and now you're going to do this. Uh, these, are, these are really important. And uh, I, I think just something I wanted to ask while we were kind of in that mindset before we get into uh, some of the different scriptures, just wanted to hear your thoughts on one more thing. When we have spent time with the Lord, um, do you think that we, we really do treat our spouse in a different way because we're closer to the Lord? Do you think that that impacts our daily actions and decisions with them?
1: 100%. One hundred percent. The more time I spend with God, the more characteristics of Him I have in me. The less, the less. Yeah. Uh, when I spend that less time, I'm quicker to anger. Yeah. I'm sharper with my tongue. Yeah. I don't have the compassion. I don't have the patience. Yeah. Um, I am. I know a lot of people would say I'm one of the most competitive people they've ever met. <laughs> cool. Glad you say that. But I know people that are more. <laughs> um, but I am. I'm a competitive guy. Right. And when I don't spend time with the Lord, my competition goes out the roof. Yeah. Whether that's with my finances, right. Um, whether that's just with uh, any anything yeah, that regards your to job, marriage. yeah. I mean, and it can bleed over in everything. My competitive spirit goes out the roof, yeah. and that gets into my marriage as well. Yeah. And we all make the joke around here, and in my house, everyone keeps an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> in the back of their head. Yeah. And I can do that in my marriage. Yeah. I can Excel spreadsheet my marriage every single day. But when I come at the table and I'm full of Christ, spend time with Him, those things seem to fade. Yeah, and so you can
0: kind of think more clearly and set some of these different moments up or boundaries, whether it's you know proactive or reactive, because you've spent time with the Lord, because you want to do those things for your family. Yeah, That's I guess you could put it
1: like this. With competition, in every competition, there's a scoreboard. Yeah. And we put scoreboards in marriages. Yeah. But when I spend time with God, He takes away the scoreboard. Yeah. That's good, man. I
0: really, I, I, I really appreciate some of these thoughts from you because um, they, they are, they're, they're powerful. It's kind of just you speaking your mind clearly through some of this, and I love yeah. it. So, um, I, we, I wanted to share First uh, Corinthians six. I thought powerful. when it comes to, um, really fighting for your your marriage, kind of setting up first things first, caring for your spouse. Uh, it almost starts with a mindset shift. It, it can't be you you can do whatever you want and hope it, hope for the best. You kind of have to realize a few things. Um, and so I love how Paul gives some insight on this approach and developing the right approach to these things. Uh, and he says in First Corinthians 6, verse 12, I'm allowed to do all things, but not everything is good for me to do. Uh, how true is that in marriage? I'm allowed mm-hmm. to do a lot of things, but yep. not everything is. Even if I'm free to do all things, I will not do them if I think it will be hard for me to stop when I know I should yeah I'm, I'm so grateful that we were able to bring this passage into this conversation today Yes, because I
1: think that it, it's pivotal first things first yeah boundaries for me here are the boundaries that I've tried to set up with my mindset yes yeah. when it comes to entertainment handling the opposite sex yeah. yes the vices and addictions that yes. can pull us in That's good, man. and then lastly my personality. And the baseline of all of this is you gotta know who you are. I have an addictive type personality. Right. And so I know if it's that video game or if it's that game or whatever it is, I can go all in and leave my wife in the dust. (laughs) right? And so I just kind of put them all in Gs. I just started writing down. It's how we handle girls, golf, games, gambling, guns, giraffes, gears. (laughs) I mean, like all these things, right? (laughs) Gears. for Cars? Yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I'm with you on that. Yeah, or it's your hiking, camping gear. Yeah, okay, okay. Like there's all of these Gs that can pull us over and we become obsessed with it. Yeah. And that's the word we kind of use in here, the obsession. Yeah. When it crosses that boundary, that line of
0: it's acceptable or it's not it's not what we should be doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So like we know our vices. I know this is kind of a hot topic in the church, but like for me and my wife, the one of the boundaries is there's no alcohol. Yeah. In fact, just last week I was on the golf course and was made fun of by a couple of guys we were playing with. They were, they drank probably two six packs. Man. Yeah. And they kept offering to us. Yeah, I've never yeah. if I drank that beer you're offering me right now, right. it would be the first one I've ever drank. Okay. And I don't say that in braggadocio no. or like goody-goody look at me. I saw that alcohol destroyed my grandpa. He died when I was seven years old. I've seen what it's done to other family members, and I've seen what it's done to close friends. And I know with my addictive behavior, I can't even touch a drop. So the first things first in my marriage is I can't get involved in drugs and alcohol and these things that will pull me down because those things would become an obsession and destroy my marriage. Yes, and she knows that's something you've set up. You're very intentional
0: about. She'll never put you in a situation knowingly to to bring you in a place where it would be harmful or, or difficult for you to say no. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And
1: and you guys, you and Vanessa, you kind of have the same the same, same rules. We're the same
0: way, but it it, it comes from family again, where. Um, I mean my dad was was and is a pastor um, i didn 't want to go into ministry, uh, but the Lord led me into this and and I really saw a lot of pain from it and some people can handle it uh, i th- I think but for for me uh it just wasn 't something that I wanted to to mess with to play around with and that 's not to say that other members of my family hold that same viewpoint uh, but i I just know I go I go excessive with yeah. yes so yeah
1: and, and so then these are rules of engagement these are bounds you put up so if in my marriage I've been married now twenty three years if all of a sudden I started bringing alcohol into the equation my wife would be going uh, right these are starting to be little red flags right. that yes. came up hey yeah. hey Janelle we're gonna go out tonight with the guys and we're gonna stay after the course and re- right these are red flags right. And these are red flags that would keep me in balance. The same thing's true as we're talking practically with the opposite sex. Yeah. Yes. So we don't ever ride alone together in the right. car with the opposite sex. Yeah. I never go to lunch with just the opposite sex by myself. And
0: let me ask: It would be easy to have those moments, though, right? If you didn't have those boundaries, you it would be a no. It would be you know an easy opportunity to to do that. Yes. Right. There's plenty of chances. Yes. Plenty of it's chances. It's not like it just never arises because you work at a church. No.
1: No. Easy to happen, right? But we put those boundaries in place so that along the way, if I said, hey, babe, I'm going to lunch with so-and-so, that then is a red flag. Hey, I'm taking someone home. It It's just real quick, just take them right home after church. Right. And those are little red flags along the way that shows us where we're at. Yeah, and one thing that, it's, it, this sounds crazy.
0: And I think for most people, these kinds of conversations may even seem crazy. And and I, I do understand that. Um, but it it, it is that extreme measure of even showing your spouse that you're intentional about yes. things.
1: Yes, so not just with like car rides or lunches, but it's even conversation. Yeah. And everyone knows in these conversations, things can go right or left. Yes. Yes. And you got to always make sure they're going right <laughs> to, to keep you there. And then even like with prayer and altar and in church, there are moments you just you know pray a prayer for the opposite sex and things like that. There are times and moments we all do that. right? But if I see that it has a potential to go there Where there's more depth than needed, I will always call over my wife. Or if my wife's not present, I'll call another person of the opposite sex and pull them into that equation because it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. In today's culture, it's just just not. not Let me ask you a question. With since we're
0: on this topic of uh, of men, you know, with women and setting up boundaries, healthy. Um, Do you have boundaries when it comes to what you say, even in casual conversations to other women, compliments, uh, you know, questions that you ask them about, you know, them and their life and what they do at certain, you know, not times of the day or anything, but just with their personal
1: life? Do you have boundaries with what you say? Absolutely. And you and I have talked about this. Yeah, Yeah, we both do. You're very careful with the over-exaggerated comments and compliments. About what? Just... Maybe hair or an outfit they're wearing, or any of that kind of stuff. I just I just stay away from it. It's just not for me. It's the guardrail in my life that keeps me there. So if my wife saw me over complimenting other women in the church, then she knows, dude, this this is a red flag. It doesn't mean that Kyle's cheated on me and he's gone off the deep end. Right. It just these are little red flags that pop yeah. up along the way. Yeah. But with it's the good. opposite sex, with our vices, listen, we we've decided to stay away from drugs and alcohol right. and all those things. Right. It's also with entertainment. Yeah. That's whether, good, man. Whether it's the video game, whether it's the television shows, the series, the Netflix. Yes. It's going hunting, fishing, golfing. I know we talk a lot about that, <laughs> but it all has to be in balance. Yeah. I've, this is crazy. I don't think I've ever once asked my wife to go golfing. I just go golfing. Why? Because my, me and my wife, we have a, a relationship. She knows I'm not going to abuse that. Right. Once again, you got the red flags, the guardrails. If I started golfing three to four times a week, then we got problems. Yeah. But my golf game stays within the guardrails of my marriage. She knows I'm going to go play most every Friday morning. And it's not that you couldn't do those things and that it would be wrong, it's what is. What's acceptable, what's right. It what's, becomes the obsession. Controlling you. I'm yes. going Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Friday. And then, oh, after church, all of a sudden I'm going again. I'm going to golf for five days in a week. Yes. My wife goes, whoop! there's ding, 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 something going, yes. something going on here. Yeah. So I've also proven to her that I will keep this relationship with golf in context to my marriage. Yeah. And I will not let golf become higher than my marriage. Right. And you insert for you a golf for me, you insert whatever else that is in your life. Right. And you're
0: not saying that you
1: do everything perfectly as a husband.
0: No. But I do think these boundaries, and why we kind of wanted to go this route, is these boundaries are a foundational element. Uh, They show a lot more value than even the acts of service, the gifts that you could give, the words of affirmation. We're talking about the love languages, the quality time that you can give, the physical touch. These boundaries— really set those up to succeed. Yes. If you don't have these, these foundational elements, these first things of how can you do the rest of those things? Yep. I mean, you can, you can bring the flowers and you can be sweet and be romantic. And, uh, but if you don't have these boundaries, I mean,
1: is it real? Is it, or is it not? You know, that's, that's good. Man. Yeah. And, and you take it even something is going over to watch the game, whether it's a football game or a basketball game. Hey, I'm just going over to my buddy's house to go once a week, dude, that's great. But then, All of a sudden, if I'm going over to my buddy's house five nights a week to watch the game, then all of a sudden the balance of my marriage is out of weight. It's out of control. And so keeping those things there with opposite sex, entertainment, but then even lastly, as we're kind of closing up here, talking about especially even my personality and your personality. There are guardrails within our personalities that our wives can even check to see if we're in balance. Does that make sense? What do you mean personality? Can you give some more examples of that,
0: of some boundaries that you feel like your wife can keep you in check with? I just think this is such an Im- important topic uh, what, You know, with that. What, yeah,
1: what, I, I think for me, it all starts with this. If you get, and I'll answer your question, but I'm gonna answer it as a, a different way first. Uh, it all comes back to boundaries. And every marriage is different going back to the beginning because every marriage has different boundaries. You all have different temptations, different strengths, different weaknesses. So I can't look at their marriage and say, I want the same boundaries. Right. Because it's different personalities. Right. So for me and my wife, for me and personality, I know that I can be a hard man. Right. I can be a driving man. Right. I can be uh, rules and I can have a very sharp tongue. Yeah. I can be very driving with cleanliness, and everyone knows my love obsession with my front yard, which right now is in drought, don't come look at it, right? Um, that's funny. With all of these things, I can be very demanding. And so for me, it's the boundaries in my own marriage of making sure, but that's not the same for you in your marriage. No, You're not the same that, personality. But that's why I
0: was curious, because that's really good insight. I mean, really, that, that these things that kind of you can become obsessed with with just your personality, not necessarily actions, yep. but just things that hold a lot of value to you in your everyday yep. life that your personality is just kind of drawn towards.
1: And my personality, I can drive my, my kids way too hard. Yeah. I can be coach Kyle way more than I can that's be dad good. Kyle. And she can help create And some she, boundaries. with my personality says, Kyle, you need to back off. Yeah. Kyle, leave it alone. But you give her that room. Yep. Kyle, stop obsessing over it. Yeah. But that's me. You don't, you may not have that problem with you and Vanessa, right? And so these are the guardrails with entertainment, opposite sex, vices, and my personality yeah. that we set man, the rules of engagement. So good, and we balance off each other. That's why when you ask me the question, "What other marriage do you model?" Do you want to be like none of them? Because we're not the same personalities <laughs> right. and don't have the same strengths and weaknesses. Right. right. But certain elements of it
0: you can appreciate. I expect, can pull and, from and learn from. I yeah. can pull from. Um, man. Uh, let me just say a few of these statements. That yeah, I'll, then it, we'll pray. They're just so good, and we'll we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, we just wrote down. We're often obsessed with things that we naturally like. So if you're feeling like, well, some of these things I just really enjoy, you're saying I don't have to, I can't do any of them. No, it's we're drawn to things that we're naturally like. So we spend a lot of time with it, of course, and then over time, lines get blurred. It becomes an obsession, uh, and then we also don't really give people that room. Like I was asking about you and Janelle, we have, don't give people a lot of room in our lives that are willing to shoot straight with us and tell us when we're off. Yes. So make sure that we're opening those yes. doors yes. Um, to, so that they can tell us when we can't stop talking about something or when our mood changes depending on certain moments or things that are affecting us or we keep thinking about and we just can't, we're not ourselves. Give people that room. Um, man, you had you answered so many of these things. Uh, hey, and I think um, if
1: you have a best friend and accountability partner like that and you can ask them straight up questions, am I wrong? Yeah. I asked my accountability partner, all oh, the wrong. Hey, I tell them scenario is factual as I can. Am I wrong? Yeah. And I have a best friend in my life that will tell me, "Yeah, you're wrong." Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you got to have someone in your life that will speak that truth yeah. in love. But also, this is why marriage is different too. My wife is also that as well. Yes. She will tell me. Yes. She's not going to sugarcoat things. Right. She's a feisty little sucker. <laughs> and she will say, "You're wrong." Yeah. And I have to be man enough to suck up humility and go, "You're right, I'm wrong." Yeah. Yeah. "Yeah, you're right, I'm wrong." I yeah. crossed the line. Yeah. I did too much. I said too much whether that's in my family, whether that's with a person here at the church, right. whether that's with another staff member, yes. you were wrong. Yeah. And I have to be able to accept when I'm right and when I'm wrong. Yeah. And to almost give, I think
0: to to get to that point where you have that healthy boundary, you almost have to create a boundary with her. And in your own heart, you even say out loud to her, I know I've had to do this with, with Vanessa. I'm saying right now, I want you to say those things. Yes. I'm going to work really hard at not being defensive, not turning on my heels, not, you know, attacking you or being passive aggressive or turning this on you when you say something about me to me, especially not in the heat of a moment. I get a fight. I get that. But when you're really genuinely needing some help, what do you think about this? I'm not going to be defensive. I'm not going to say anything. I can't argue with it. I can rationalize it away, but I'm going to listen. Yep. And I mean, that's a boundary before a boundary. Yes. You know, it's, it's just, that's why these are the first things first. This bleeds into everything yep. in your life. And if you don't have these boundaries or these it, moments. And when
1: like. we've given our wives permission to speak into our life, yes. and my wife does, we have a beautiful relationship that way, then it then keeps you out of trouble. But also God gave females for some reason, our wives, he's given them this spirit of discernment yeah. that sometimes we don't have. And sometimes they can see miles down the road where we can't see. Yeah. They can also see the intention and motives of other women and other people around us that maybe sometimes we're so closed-minded, we're so narrow-focused that we don't see. Yeah. And so we've got to trust the voices of our, yeah. of our wives. Yeah. Our Our wife has a voice that we need to listen to. Yeah. And a lot of men, they shut that down. Well, and then, yeah, and then no. over time, your wife isn't, isn't even
0: going to give you any of these— You know, uh, insights. They're not going to give you any of that discernment. They're not going to tell it because they know, and they probably built up some some resentment. Uh, He's not going to listen. He's not going to hear me. Uh, And so they and they they stop talking. Yeah. So they just don't want to. So you go. My wife would never say these things, but you you will have to create a new set of boundaries yes. a new understanding in her eyes of I'm gonna give you this room uh, and she'll probably be shocked you know yes. in those moments and I know there's things in my life where I probably need to open that door with my wife and say I want you to be able to speak into this more Yeah, um, this is something that I'm really not wanting to give you but I, I, I need to you know those well, things. This,
1: this, we could talk on forever All this day. has been good so topic. good, good topic. and I'm gonna pray us out yeah, of here but please. before I pray this is why marriage is the greatest discipleship tool this church has heard me say it a million times yeah. marriage is the greatest discipleship tool yeah. God gave you. Yeah. Not just eating pancakes over at IHOP with a couple <laughs> buddies. Marriage yeah. it is a sharpening, very powerful, enriching relationship that God gave us yeah. to make us better. It's good. Not to push us away from each other, but to pull us together. Yeah. Marriage is discipleship. Yeah. So Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you touch every marriage and freedom, yeah. that you help every one of these men that are watching to be better and be stronger and yet at the same time, be vulnerable and to listen and be humble and to have those tough conversations with their wives. Help us, Lord, to keep the first things first and to stay within the guardrails, Lord, to put up those boundaries so that we don't, with our addictive behaviors, cross over. Yeah. Help us to be strong all under your grace and for your glory. In yeah. Jesus' name, amen. That's good. I'm going to wrap up. I want to read this passage one more time.
0: First it, Corinthians 6 verse 12, just in case you guys want a reference of it. I am allowed to do all things, but not everything is good for me to do. Even if I am free to do all things, I will not do them if I think it will be hard for me to stop when I know that I should. I just wanted to read that again. So thank you so much for being a part, and we will catch you next time.